We all know there are times when you don't have many choices in who you work with, like when a pipe bursts and you need a plumber right now. But when it comes to your mental health, you should have choices so you don't get stuck with a therapist who can't remember what you tell them every week. To find a good therapist for you, try ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including thousands of mental health providers. We're talking about therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments, either online or in person. I use this, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com stronger and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash stronger. ZocDoc dot com slash stronger. On today's Mentally Stronger Friday Fix. If we're honest, our emotions get the best of all of us sometimes. It might be when you're already stressed out that you tend to lose your temper and send an email that you later regret. Or maybe there's just one emotion that always seems to get the best of you, like your anxiety keeps you stuck from doing the things you love. Fortunately, there are things that all of us can do to learn how to control our emotions better. Welcome to Mentally Stronger. I'm Amy Morin, a psychotherapist, mental strength trainer, and an international best-selling author of six books on mental strength. You're listening to the Friday Fix Edition. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. And the fun part is, we record the show from a sailboat in the Florida Keys. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Do your emotions cause you to make bad decisions sometimes? Do you waste time because your emotions are just too intense to be productive? Do your feelings sometimes get in the way of being able to reach your goals? If you answered yes to any of those questions, today's episode is for you. I'm talking about a simple strategy that can help you feel a lot more in control of your emotions so that your emotions don't control you. But I want to make it clear that when I talk about controlling your emotions, I don't mean that we should try to be happy all the time. Sometimes when I bring up this subject, people will say, well, why should you control your emotions? It's okay to feel all of those things. Of course it is. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be anxious. All of those feelings are normal, and we should experience a wide variety of feelings. And it's not about pretending you don't feel those things or trying to convince yourself that you shouldn't be anxious or that you shouldn't be sad. Instead, controlling your emotions is about recognizing when they don't serve you well and knowing that you have the skills so that you don't stay stuck in a dark place. But nobody ever teaches us this, right? We don't learn it in school. Most of the time, our parents didn't teach us, mostly because nobody ever taught them. And yet, there's so much talk out there right now about emotional intelligence, yet nobody really breaks it down into, how do you manage your feelings? So that's where we'll start today, is to make it clear, yes, whatever emotion you feel is okay. But sometimes emotions are just so intense that we can't think clearly or that we can't take productive action. And if we're honest, 
our emotions get the best of all of us sometimes. And there may be certain times when you lose your temper or times when you say hurtful things. Or there might be that one emotion that keeps you stuck, like sadness keeps you from doing the things that you really want to do, or anxiety keeps you from reaching your goals. It's an issue that we deal with in the therapy office all the time. Like sometimes clients will say that they're going through a phase of life that makes it difficult to manage their emotions. Like I worked with somebody once and she was going through a divorce. She kept crying at work, which put her job in jeopardy because she couldn't function. So one of the things we worked on in therapy was how does she set aside those emotions during the workday? She was still going to be sad about her divorce, but she couldn't cry in a meeting or she couldn't avoid making sales calls just because she had some things going on in her personal life. Or I worked with a man who was really worried about his mom's health issues and he found it difficult to function. He said he'd lost his appetite. He was struggling to sleep. And he just, he couldn't be there for his mom when she really needed him, which to him was a huge deal. So he came to therapy to say, I need to know how to manage my emotions better. And even though he was in a stressful situation, he had to figure out how do you function right now? And again, managing your emotions or gaining control over your feelings is not the same as suppressing an emotion. And last Friday, we talked about what happens when you try to suppress a thought. It pops back up in your head over and over again and creates something that we call the rebound effect. The more you try not to think about something, the more you'll think about that thing. Emotions can be the same. When you try to push them down, they tend to pop up again. There's a saying that says, what you resist will persist. But that doesn't mean that you can't compartmentalize a little bit. Like when you're at your job and you need to be able to function, or when you go to a loved one's doctor appointment and you need to be able to think clearly enough to ask questions or to help somebody else, even though you feel nervous. And back in episode 75, there was an exercise that I talked about, and it's about raising mentally strong kids, but this exercise works really well for grownups too. Essentially, it's about asking yourself, is what I'm feeling right now a friend or an enemy? We tend to talk about feelings as if they're all either positive or negative. People will say excitement is a positive emotion and anxiety is a negative emotion, but that's not true. Excitement can be positive or negative or helpful or hurtful, depending on the experience, right? It's exciting when you're looking forward to vacation, and you might enjoy that excitement feeling. But it could be your enemy when you can't sit through the last couple days of work because you can't concentrate. Or anxiety is your enemy when you can't speak up in a meeting because you feel too anxious. But it could be your friend when it tells you something's not right about this unhealthy relationship I'm in then you want to listen to your anxiety. So start with that question. Ask yourself, is what I'm feeling right now a friend or an enemy? If it's a friend, embrace it. If it's an enemy, I have some strategies that can help you shift your emotional state. Now, there are two things that you can do to control your emotions. I'll explain what those two things are right after a quick word from our sponsors. Do you want to get high-quality meat delivered straight to your house? Or in my case, a sailboat? Try ButcherBox. It saves me time and money. And if you order right now, Mentally Stronger listeners can get steak, chicken, or salmon free in every single order for an entire year. 
I love that ButcherBox offers grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood. There are no antibiotics or added hormones. They even offer vegetarian options. ButcherBox lets you decide how often you want deliveries, and you can pick a curated plan, or you could completely customize your box. Sign up at butcherbox.com stronger and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer, plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com stronger and use code STRONGER to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Okay, so here's the secret to controlling your emotions. You need to either change what you're thinking or change what you're doing. Let's start by talking about how to change your thinking. Let's say that you're thinking about something awful and you feel really bad. Change your thoughts. And there are several ways you can do that. You could change the channel in your brain, which is something that we talked about last week. You could also change the story that you tell yourself. Ask yourself, what's another way to look at this situation? Like maybe lately you're thinking about all the bad things that have happened to you. And you're thinking, gosh, my life is awful. And you feel bad. In that moment, you could remind yourself that, yes, this is a rough time in your life, but it's not going to last forever. You could purposely think about a few good things that are going on. And you might ask yourself, what would I say to my friend right now who was struggling? We tend to be a lot kinder to our friends. We give them kinder advice. We cut them some slack when they mess up. And it helps take a lot of the emotion out of it when we say, well, what would I say to my friend right now? Ask yourself that question and then give yourself that same kind advice. Like, oh, you know, I tell my friend, it's not so bad. You can always apply for another job. Or if you make this move and it doesn't work out, you can always come back. Tons of things we say to our friends. Give yourself that advice. Another strategy that can help you change your thoughts is to do what we call gain some psychological distance. Research shows that psychological distancing helps you make better decisions and it helps you solve problems. And you may have used this before to change your thinking, but maybe you didn't know what it was called or why it worked. Basically, it's a strategy that works when you can't get physical distance from something. Like when you're in a business meeting and somebody's saying something and you can feel that you're starting to get kind of heated, it might not be appropriate to walk away in the middle of that meeting. So in that moment, though, when you can't get physical distance, get some psychological distance. You might ask yourself, 25 years from now, how much will this moment matter? That kind of removes you from the situation. Again, even though you're physically sitting right there, take your mind somewhere else. And that can help calm you down a little bit. We call it time traveling. You could also say, when I'm 100 years old and I'm looking back over my life, how much will this issue matter? What choice could I make today that would make me the most proud? And when you use that framework, it could help you make a decision that you're struggling with. Like, let's say a friend invites you to go on vacation. You'd like to go, but it's kind of inconvenient because you're busy at work or because it's difficult to take time off. 
reminding yourself a hundred years from now, the inconvenience of trying to find a couple days to, to take off might not matter as much, but you might always remember that vacation that you went on. So that's another strategy to change your thoughts. Do some time traveling. Ask yourself, what will matter the most in five years, 10 years, or even a hundred years from now? And it can help you talk yourself into something. Another thing is like, let's say you are looking at potentially having a knee surgery. This is something that comes up in the therapy office sometimes. People will say, well, I'm supposed to have this procedure done, but it's just not convenient right now. In the meantime, they're kind of limping around and everything in life is inconvenient, but it's only minorly inconvenient. It would be tough to take two weeks off from work and to be laid up on the couch, but if they just put that time in, they'd feel a lot better. So we'll use time traveling to say, 10 years from now, would you regret that you did this or would you re regret more that you didn't do it if you were still limping around? So that's another strategy that can just help you change the way that you think. So again, just to review, you might ask yourself, what would I say to my friend right now who's, who are struggling with this? How would things be different in 10 or 20 years from now if I looked back? What would I hope I had done? Or to just ask yourself, what's another way to look at this situation? And then look for the positive if you can. Sometimes changing our thoughts is enough to really shift our emotions. But another strategy on the flip side is to change your behavior. And you might end up doing both. You might change the way you think and change the way that you act, or you might do one or the other. But pause and ask yourself, what could I do differently than what I'm doing right now? So let's say you're really sad. You're probably going to listen to sad music. That's what happens. When we're in an emotional state, we tend to do those things that reinforce whatever emotions we're in right in that moment. So if you feel sad and you start listening to sad music, guess what? You stay stuck in a sad place. So in that moment, you might have to ask yourself, like, what would I be doing right now if I felt happy? Might be listening to happy music. Go do that thing. Or let's say you're nervous and you're pacing back and forth in the living room. The more you pace, the more you might be thinking about all the things you're nervous about. And as you keep walking back and forth, your anxiety might keep going up. To break that cycle, if you were going to change your behavior, maybe you decide you're going to go outside and go for a walk. Maybe on that walk, you're going to call a friend and talk about something completely different. It's a good way to get your energy out, because when we have anxiety, we often have this surge of energy. But talking about something completely different will also shift the way that you think so that your brain's not just rehashing all of those things that you're nervous about. Or let's say you're really angry and you're starting to argue with somebody. Instead of engaging in that argument, maybe you say, actually, I'm going to take a break and go calm down for a few minutes. You might go in the other room and, and pet your dog or pick up a book for a few minutes. But just doing something different can shift your emotions fast. And you may have to experiment with different coping strategies. You might find that reading a book helps when you're nervous, but when you're angry, you need to do something physical, like 10 push-ups. It's a little different for everybody, but going to be trial and error to figure out what works best for me and when do I need to be aware of this. So maybe when you have kind of a stressful day at work and you come home, you notice, all right, I need to do a few things first to shift my emotional state so I don't walk in the door already really frazzled. 
And all of us have the ability to learn emotion regulation skills, and we're probably never done. There's always room for improvement. I don't care who, who we're talking about. There are always people that can manage their emotions better by learning new skills and by practicing them. So the next time your emotions are running high and they're not serving you well, and you've noticed, all right, this emotion right now is not my friend. It's in fact an enemy. Ask yourself this question. Do I need to change what I'm thinking or change what I'm doing right now? And then try it. Shift your emotional state by saying, I'm going to think a little bit differently or I'm going to go do something differently and just try to reduce the intensity of your emotion. You're not going to get rid of it completely. Your anxiety might not disappear and your anger or frustration might not go away altogether. That's okay though. You still might feel those feelings, but when they're not quite so intense, you might be able to think more clearly. And that happens a lot where when we're really feeling an intense emotion, it's tough to think about something or it's hard to solve a problem. But when you calm down a little bit, you might be able to come back to it with a slightly different perspective and you might be able to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But you want to make sure that there's a pause between feeling that feeling and then taking that immediate action or coming to that conclusion that there's nothing you can do. So just ask yourself, do I need to shift what I'm thinking or do I want to shift what I'm doing right now? By doing that, you can manage your emotions better. If you know somebody who could benefit from learning how to gain a little more emotional control, share this show with them. Simply sharing a link to this episode could help somebody feel better and grow stronger. And thanks for hanging out with me today and for listening to Mentally Stronger. Make sure to subscribe to our show so that you can get mental strength tips delivered to you every single week. And as always, a big thank you to my show's producer, who's kind of sad that the Buccaneers aren't playing in the Super Bowl this year, Nick Valentine. <laughs>